podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Jamie. And today I'm joined by a very special guest in Neil. Neil's a, a massive Manchester United fan, unfortunately. And uh, he's come today to talk us about our game and just Man United in general, what season they're having tomorrow and what he thinks the scores and that's going to be. So, Neil, thanks for joining me, mate. No problem, Jamie. You're welcome, mate. Um, so, how are we? Are we all right? Are we feeling okay? Yeah, good. All good, mate. Yeah, looking forward to... The football this weekend and the bank holiday, all good. Yeah, bank holiday, yeah. It's good to uh, go Fridays, isn't it? You've got like four days. It just it's makes it worse good. to go back on the Tuesday because you think, oh, what happened there? I know, mate. I know. That's it. And uh, there's always some good football on the weekend, isn't there? So, yeah, yes, it's always it a bonus. So, as I said before, you're, you know, you're a, you are a massive Man United fan. So, I just want to get you... There's nine games left. I think you have got ten in the Premier League. Um, I know you've got like the obviously the Europa League and the FA Cup to go for, but what would you see? What how would you see your season? Like I think for me, Man United have been. I might be wrong here, but it seems like you go on a boss run and then you have this mad result, and then you go on a boss run and it's like you have this mad result. It just I, I don't know. What, what, how would you see it? Yeah, you spot on, Jamie. It's been like as a United fan, I suppose it's been a, a it's been a great season so far. To be fair, loads of highs. Uh, far outweighed the lows uh, but in terms of that consistency thing you are right I mean the home form is is really good it's turned into a bit of a fortress again Old Trafford which it's not been like that for a while so it's uh, yeah it's nice to see but away from home it's uh, it's a bit hit and miss but do you know what it's a massive improvement on last season uh, where we'd now go 10-15 games unbeaten that just wouldn't have happened. We were really inconsistent. I mean, we can be inconsistent now, but last season was terrible. So, you know, honestly, it's been it's been really enjoyable this year. Still in all the cups, you know, it's it's good. The the only downside, which has been over the last few weeks, is when them lot give us a bit of a shoeing, which was yeah. I'm just going to write it off as a bit of a freak result. Well, it was, <laughs> it mate. Was when it, when you, it was when you look at their results, the way they've gone from the last from when beating news, it just shows you that it was a case of use were really bad on the day. Um I don't think they can come away that oh we battered them. Well they haven't done anything since I mean United you know, have gone on to sort of I know you just got beat by Newcastle, which anything you no, know, that can happen. Newcastle aren't in the bottom three, they're in the top three, so it's one of them games. But you have bounced back with a little win over Brentford through the week and as you say, you yeah. you're still in two you're still in two comp- three competitions as it is maybe the top and obviously I'll go on to it in a minute, but you've won the Carabao Cup, silverware. You've won, you know, you're in the FA Cup semi-final, you're in the Europa League quarter-final. So I don't think anyone can sort of sniff, turn the nose up at that, especially. I think it's because Man United are so high. Everyone looks at Man United, they should be winning Premier League titles, they should be in the Champions League, but yeah. where they've come from, it's not a bad place to be. No, don't get me wrong, Jay. We've been absolutely spoiled down the years. And, you know, these, these last 10, 11 years have been tough to take as a United fan. 
But I think it's just, you know, been a massive reality check. You know, you can't, you can never take anything for granted in football. There's always uh, cycles that teams have. We had a massive cycle, which was in terms of all the things that we won. And uh, it's just been massive come down. But I think Tenag is is a really strong manager and character. It's just what United need, to be fair. Uh, we've tried a lot of managers, as you know, over the last 10 years, but been really impressed with him so far. Seems to kind of uh, take no shit, so to speak, mate. So, yeah, hopefully it's looking good. The only thing I would say is, though, the last few games, we have looked a little bit tired. I think uh, uh, played a lot of matches so far this season, which is no excuse, but losing Ericsson, uh in the FA Cup game, that tackle off there, uh, yeah, uh, Andy Carroll, so the less said about him, the better. That that kind of impacted us in midfield and then losing Casemiro to two suspensions was, yeah, wasn't great. So it, it took its toll a little thing, a little bit and he's obviously going to be missing tomorrow against the Blues. So, yeah, see how things go. But once we get them back, I think it might be a bit of a boost for the, for the last 10, 15 games, as you say. Yeah. Do, do, do you think... Just touching on the, the the other side of Liverpool beating you like that, do you think that has had an effect, an impact on you the last few games? Do you think that? Yeah. Can you see it where it's like these haven't got over that? Yeah, I think so. I think it's shell shocked them a little bit. Uh, they've not been as like I don't know, kind of the games haven't been as fluid. As I say, they're, they're losing the midfield has not been great. The, the two midfielders, but yeah, I definitely think the ads went down a little bit. It, it, kind of shell shots them a little bit as it did most people because it did, yeah. it's just a bizarre result to be fair so you know if that didn't impact them I'd be, I'd be very surprised but it's just all about I think just getting through games at the moment and then regrouping getting a couple of players back I think the performances haven't been great but we're churning out we turned out a win against Brentford on uh, Tuesday night it wasn't wasn't brilliant but yeah, it was uh, it was a win, and that's what you need at this this end of the season, isn't it? When you're oh, in the mix, massively. so yeah, massively, mate. I mean, I can only speak from us. We're the opposite ends of the table, and you know, I don't care if it, we win one nil, and it comes off one of the stewards sitting in the in the seat and hits him on the head and goes in. I don't care. It's three points on the board. I'm not going to look back at the end of the season and go, "Well, why did we only beat them one nil? Couldn't give them monkeys." Um. But as you just said before, a bit inconsistency, isn't it? You don't know what Man United you are going to get. And I've watched you a few times and you can blow teams away and then I can watch you the next week and it's just look yeah. like you're just running out of ideas. Where do you put that? What do you think that is? That, I don't think that's the manager. I might be wrong, but would you say that's the manager? That's still in the players from past managers of... Yeah, I think potentially it takes, you know, it takes a good while to... For, for teams to knit together in, in the manager's style. I think it's not going to happen overnight. I think majority of games, we, we're quite consistent. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's 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 the managers doing anything particular wrong. I just think it's the, the players still getting used to a particular style, gelling together, how to play, confidence. I just think the more games they'll play together... Moving forward, it'll it'll come. You can see, you can see elements of the, in the game where you think, well, as you say, Jamie, you can blow you away. It's just knitting it together and being consistent. I just, uh, yeah, I think Tenag, he'll get it right. I do, I really do think he will. Yeah, uh, you can see it. I mean, look at last season. I mean, 
it was just an absolute mess. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, if you'd have told me this time last season, this is where United have been now, then I'd have snapped your hand off and I'd have been like, bloody hell, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have believed you, to be fair. Uh, fighting in all competitions and, you know, a great shout of getting in the Champions League as well. So, you know, it's uh, it's just... It's just got to improve that home form, uh, sorry, that away form, just to take it to the next step. Yeah, and I think that's that that that's down to him, isn't it? And we'll just move on to sort of how that happens. I know Man United have spent a lot of money. It's you know it's well documented that they've spent a lot of yeah. money. In, but you've got if this is your man, if the, Eric Ten Hag's the man in the Glazers or whoever's in charge, we'll get on to that as well. But you go right, he's the man to take us forward. What have they got to give him? Is your is your own opinion what what have they got to give him? Is in a new goalkeeper? What where do you think it, they've got to strengthen in the summer? Yeah, to close that gap to the Premier League. Yeah, I think uh, squad depth's massively important. Obviously, they look at the likes of Man City <coughs> at the moment. <coughs> um, I know they're not having the season they normally have, but they've got so many players they can call on. I think we need to improve that 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 squad depth. For me, they definitely need a marquee signing, a, a, a centre forward striker somewhere along that lines. Uh, <clears throat> the, the, you know, Vegost has been—he's not great, is he? Let's 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 face it. He's well, not—he's not United I, quality, but he works hard. Yeah. So he, he works really hard. I can't fault the the, the fellow's effort, but. You know, moving forward, he, he really needs to get someone top class. I mean, you think about United down the years. They've always had a real top class striker, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Up until maybe yeah. the last few years and stuff. So, you know, they, they really need the, the club needs to back and get a marquee signing in. But it's got to be the right player as well. We've been guilty in the past of getting marquee signings in and they've just completely not gelled at all. It's just not worked. So, but I think Tenag, you can probably trust him with his kind of who he's recruited so far and, mm. and how they've done the likes of Martinez, Casemiro. Uh, Malaysia, you know, he's, he's made some really good signings, really positive ones. So, I think the club have just got to back him. Whoever Anthony. he wants, yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> well, we'll go on I'd, to him in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you know, I'd love, I'd love to see a, a, a marquee striker come in, and then followed. We need to strengthen midfield as well. Uh, to my point before, we lost two integral central midfielders over the last few weeks, and it's shown. Yeah. So we need to get some cover in there and maybe another centre back uh just as cover because someone who can who can bring the ball out and's got a bit of pace. Uh when Maguire comes in, you know, he's, he slows the game down in the yeah. field. When he brings the ball out, you can see the difference. It, it, it's slow. Uh so we need someone with a bit of pace at the back who can bring the ball out. Uh but yeah, it's uh you, you just gotta back him and trust him. I think that's the that you have, haven't you? And I know you're saying there about Marky Sarnans and listen, you know, you have had them and you rightly said that they haven't gelled. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Cavani, you know, um, Falcao, all these players at the time were, oh, man, I said, this is it now, this is it. And it just hasn't worked. But you've, as you, you've got to trust them and bring in someone in. Now, I'll bring, I'll put a name to you and I'll just see if you, you would want him. Um, would you take Harry Kane? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Fully enough, I was thinking uh, before about Kane. Yeah, I would. I really would. I mean, I know he's 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 getting the wrong side of his twenties and nearly thirty, is he now? But yeah. I just think he'd be fantastic. United up front. 
the way Ted had plays and you know holding the ball up, dropping off. And I just think it'd be it'd be brilliant. However, I just don't think we get him. I just think the fee will be too too high. Uh, Levy doesn't uh, tend to do business with United historically very well. So uh, yeah, I think he'll hold out for as much money as he can. So if we could get him, yeah, I would I would snap Tottenham's hand off and, and bring him in. He's a fantastic player. I think he'd score a lot of goals at United. You probably uh, need um, someone like Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The last, yeah, yeah. That's been a bit of a checkered one, hasn't it? But, uh, yeah. Or, you know, if you're not going to get Kane in, then, you know, let's just maybe, you know, there's, there's hundreds of names you could band about, isn't there? But someone who's young and hungry, just, uh, you know, yeah. real up-and-coming striker. There's got to be someone out there. Uh, City managed to find them all the time. So, you know, wow. sure, United can. Uh, of course. So, you well, know, that's the danger, uh, isn't it? That's that's where, um, just Man United have got such pulling power; it's absolutely frightening. Uh, the, the, in my opinion, you the the second biggest team in the world, the biggest team in England, but second biggest team in the world, so Real Madrid. Uh, the way I just think of it, but um, uh, would you go? Are you talking Marquis in like the the name? Or are you talking about the? More, 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 yeah, more, more, a real top class signing. And real, yeah. do you know what I mean? Real, a, a star player, a star striker. So, yeah, yeah like Osman from Napoli and somewhere like that. Yeah, no, he's yeah. a fantastic player as well. Yeah, we need someone like that. United have always been about having this, this type of striker up front historically, but it's got to be the right one. And I know it's hard to, to, you know, but going back to, I think Tenag will make the right, the right choice. And United fans have got to back him. You know, yeah. whether it's Osman, whether it's Kane, or whether it's I don't know. <laughs> we keep Weghorst. <laughs> I've done him a Carvel Loon. Neil Mopai's there if you want Neil Mopai. Oh, definitely not. I mean, you don't pass on that one. Like, but, <laughs> he's uh, a marquee yeah. sign and he's fantastic. Yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> yeah, I just. Yeah, but back to the original though. Had he had he came, would yeah be made up if he came in? But yeah, I just yeah. I just couldn't see that. To be fair, I think it'd be more more. Maybe someone up and coming, a younger striker who he may go for uh, to bring in next year. Yeah, I think that, and as you say, the owners. Listen, we don't know who, who's going to be giving them the money. Um, it could be the Qatarians, it could be is it Jane Radcliffe uh, or Jim the Glazers, yeah. the, the the old house, and go. Yeah, no, what we're going nowhere. I'll just get your opinion on them. Listen, how do you get that? They look like they've just sort of won because they've said, right, we're going to, they're up for sale. But do you think they'll sell or do you think they'll just go, actually, no, no, we're staying? And how then do you go, how do you then do you get them out, if that makes sense? Yeah. I'll be honest with you, I think, I think it will happen. I do think it will happen. I think it's uh, it's got too much weight behind it for for it to go back. And I think if it, the Glazers turn around and decide not to sell, it's just going to be chaotic. I think it's it's too far down the line, possibly now to go back. But the the I suppose the slight concern is if the if the Glazers price potential buyers out of uh, the actual sale itself. Yeah, uh, there's been some astronomical figures being banded around for United, which I get, but and they're holding out for as much money as they can. But I think if they had anything about them. They'd, you know, they'd listen to the fans, you know, they've made a hell of a lot of money out of United. Uh, 
you know, they've burdened the club with massive debt and it's the whole it's just stagnated over the last twenty years. I mean, it's the right time for him to go. I mean, Jamie, you know as much as I, twenty years ago you you go to Old Trafford and it was fantastic stadium, one of the best in Europe and, yeah, and you yeah. go now and it's you know it's it's looking tired, it's looking washed out. It needs it needs the whole thing needs investment. There's there's clubs taking over us in terms of training facilities, fantastic stadiums. Grounds. Yeah. So I think yeah. So I think if the Glazers had anything about them really and be you know kind of respected the club, respected the fans, then they, they, they would sell now. Uh I think it is the right time. It's just and if they didn't, I think it'd be yeah, it'd be really worse. tough. Yeah, it'd be really yeah. tough. I mean, I don't know which way it'd go, but you know, I've got a feeling it's the right time and it will happen. But it's just, you know, and when it does happen, I think it will move pretty quickly. And I, you know, I think it's the right. It, it I'm is the right it time. Because, yeah. Well, that's that's like us, isn't it? I mean, it's the opposite end of the scale, but we just want change. Uh, we we've we've seen fantastic success, and we've seen none, and we haven't seen like none but stayed there. We're sort of just declining now. I know you're declining. Is like the worst of who's like eighth or something, but our decline is so much bigger, and I think that's different in sizes size of clubs as well. Um, they probably the right sort of decline for the size of the club we are. But I just look at my United and think if it works, then protests work. Getting get the Liverpool game getting called off on Sky Sports, it works. Now, listen, we haven't gone that far. We do a protest every game before every home game of how to get them out and stuff like that. And I, I just look at my United and think if a club that big, if a, if a club that big, we're really, you know, we're a part of the Super 6, so... Um, sorry, the Super League where they can go, the owners sort of go, go away. I'm not really that bothered about you. Yeah, I think the Glazers are selling purely through the fans, through the fans' voice. Are going, oh, listen, we can't be dealing with this anymore. So it sort of gives me a little bit of hope as an Evertonian that we can push these out of our club because you've done it out of yours, and you have had, listen, you know, you've just said there about, and I always look and go, why would they want them out? Because you know, you've had Champions Leagues, Premier Leagues, players. Billions spent and stuff like that. I think that's the dreamland. But in your own club, you can see sort of what they don't do. As you say, the, the stadium yeah. being stagnated, you know, the trainer ground getting left behind. Um, I think it was Gary Neville said Carrington's had never had anything done to it since he was there. Exactly. Um, and they're just taking money out of it. So that's purely that was what, what I was going to ask you. But you sort of the nail on the head. Like, as an outsider, I look and go, what? They got Ronaldo, they said. In for a hundred million during the Champions League, or going for the Champions League. But as an insider, you must. Is what is the reasons for that? What is that the main reason? Just purely the neglect of the football club. Yeah, I think these are paper. These marquee signings, Jamie. Oh, some marquee to sign. The likes of Ronaldo's coming in and stuff like that. They're just papering over the cracks. Uh, the you know, it's a, just lack of investment into the infrastructure. It, it, I suppose it goes a lot further than like the uh, the, the the training, uh, sorry, the training facilities not being invested in uh, the stadium. It also comes down to all like your recruitment, uh, your staffing, and and I just don't think we we haven't been on our game for twenty years with that. You know, yeah. under the Ferguson years, and and you know we were always we were always miles ahead of everyone else, and we were always the leader in things. Uh, but now it's all about I don't know it's it's just they're just interested in taking as much money out of that club as they can 
and that there's no investment going back into it. It's just, it's the right time to go. And you mentioned before, mate, about the, uh, the fans uh, getting behind it. And, you know, it is refreshing to see that there's so much weight behind it. Fans, and you know, obviously quite a lot of media, top pundits and media personalities have been behind it as well. Uh, but, yeah, I think it, it just shows that that, that fan movement can can change things yeah. uh, if they push it hard enough. Uh, but yeah, it's it you know it needs to change. It needs to change. If if we want to close the gap on anyone else and be as successful as the likes of City now, then we we need to change it. Yeah, who would you if you could pick? Then they'll just close on with it. Who would you have to come in if they went right? Neil, right. is you, is the two deals the Qataris or that Jim Radcliffe? You sign it for us. This is a really difficult one, mate, to be fair, because ethically, uh, we all know kind of yeah. the issues with Qatar. Uh, but I think in terms of, I'll just take all that. Take it all out then. I'll take all that out of it. The take, politics take out it of all, it. Taking all the politics out of it, yeah. you think, well, these have got millions and millions of pounds. And you think, yeah, let's get these in. Yeah, I would. <laughs> you know, and do you know what? It's like, I'll sit here and I'll slate Man City. I'll slate Newcastle, but mm. I'm, I'm a bigger as much as everybody else. Oh, me, they, and we all would be. Yeah, of course. Coming to Everton like that, Jay, you'd be like, yeah, you know, it, it's exactly the same. You, you, you know, it's in the, the the clubs in your DNA, isn't it? You follow yeah, them yeah. since you're a kid, and it's in your blood. So, it, so in terms of the money, the whatever, you probably have to say the Qatari group uh, taking the emotion be mad out not of it. To, though, Neil. Yeah. I think you'd be mad not to, mate. Listen, I'm hoping they get lost on the way to Manchester and sort of <laughs> come past the dock and go, oh, what's that shiny new thing there? I'll have that. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that's what happens, but it won't happen. This yeah, is, yeah. It never happens if, if, if you wanted to go for, you know, a bit more, you know, Jim Rackley, obviously, he's mega successful as a businessman. He already, uh, is it run, he runs Nice in uh, France. Yeah. I think there's another another side as well that he's got, got control of and stuff. So, you know, I'm sure if he came in is uh, with his backing, you know, it, it'd be a lot better than it is now. To be fair, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I kind of like the fact that the uh, the, the, the Qatari and, and hopefully, you know, we're not being sold down the river by it. Of, of the things that they're saying when it's complete investment in United and nothing else, and, and the surrounding you know, it's areas all about and stuff. The club. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, the surround. I mean, you know, you only have to look at. Man City and what they've done kind of around that surrounding area of the Etihad Stadium yeah. where they've regenerated it and it's it's really good. So yeah, it's uh it's a tough one emotionally and morally, but if you're just thinking sporting and, and the DNA and whatever and yeah, that's it. Gotta be the Qataris. It is, it's the Qataris yeah. just saying <laughs> <laughs> Tell me political air, mate. Yeah. Take it all out. Well that's it, you've got to take it out because yeah. Newcastle fans uh, you know, they don't care. Manchester City fans, do you think when any when Aguero scored that goal, they're thinking of anything else but you know, take whipping the shirt off and running onto the pitch? They're not sitting there going, "Yeah, but we we bought him, didn't we?" It makes football is a business, and if you can get someone else to take over your business to take you to the next level, get it, get it. Why why should you sit in your house? Listen, this is going to sound terrible, but. You're not a political movement, you know. It you you're ethical, you're ethical where you go, it is wrong what they're doing. But you're a football fan and it's your football club and that's what you've got to look at. Exactly, you're right, mate. Uh, I've got a couple of, couple of close friends who, who 
he spoke to me about the same thing, going, well, if it happens to us, uh, if it happened to us, then I'd never step foot inside, like Anfield, for example, again, or whatever. I'm like, well, it's not going to stop me going. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to sit here and be kind of like a bigot about it and stuff. I'll, no. I will I will still go. It's 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 ingrained in you, going to match yeah. on a Saturday, and that's your club, and that's how it goes. It, you know, it's you're in for the long ride, aren't you, with it? So, yeah. Well, well, we'll just talk about the your season. Like, well, listen, I think you've got nine games left or ten games left. I might be wrong. Um, good, well done, Jay, for doing your research. But <laughs> I think, um, would you say the title's gone? I seen a tweet, you know, nineteen points behind Arsenal or something like that. Um, would you say the title's got them two sort of look like they're running away with it and I'm going to go on their own little thing? Do you think it's top four? How realistically do you think you get top four? There's a three points behind Newcastle now, ten in front of Liverpool, who I'd probably say are your closest rivals. No Tottenham are up there, but I think Tottenham will fall away. You see the Monday night, like, they'd absolutely yeah. bottled everything. And then you've got obviously Brentford and Brighton, who, no disrespect to them, I'd swap, I'd swap positions in a heartbeat, but you know, they're not Man United. Do you think it's yours to lose or? Yeah, definitely, Jay. I don't think, you've definitely not got a shout in the title. That that, that ship sail now, plus our away form's definitely not good enough. Uh, but we should finish in top four. And if we don't, then, you know, we've only got ourselves to blame and no one else. It's ours to lose, mate. As you, you rightly nailed it on the head. You know, Tottenham, they, they, you know, they didn't want it the other night. You know, you went down to 10 men and you just folded. So they'll... Yeah. I can't. I can see them slipping up in, in in more games. There is a big game in a couple of weeks. Uh, there's a couple of weeks where United play Spurs away, so that's, that's potentially a six pointer. But uh, and with United's away form, then you just kind of never know. But I just think that Tottenham have got more slip ups in them than United have. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So I think it's 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 a battle for for me. It's a battle for fourth and third between United and Newcastle, and then you know. That the best of the rest will, will fall fall behind this season, but they've only got themselves to blame if they if they throw this away. Yeah, that's it. It's a Premier League. I know it's the old cliche, but the table doesn't lie, does it? You know, you look at our our league table and you, you look at our position and think it's um you know the table can't lie. Arsenal win the league, you deserve it. If you go down, you deserve it. It's as simple as that. But yeah, we'll just. Well, I was just saying there about the top four hopes. You're still in the Carabao, eh, sorry, the winners of the Carabao Cup. You're still in the FA Cup semi final. You play Seville in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. What's a successful season, Neil? If I was to say to you, you that the season finishes now, what's a successful season? Wow. Well, to be honest, Jay, based on the, the last few years and, and things, successful season is, is first and foremost. Qualifying for the Champions League and winning a trophy falls behind that. If you can put them two together, then for us, the way it's been the last few years is is brilliant. Now we've already won the Carabao Cup, and you know it's been a you know by United standards, you know five six years since the last won the trophy. It's 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 been brilliant. So that that for me is your first and foremost, and you've got your qualify for the Champions League first and foremost. Get back in that, and then winning that trophy, which has already been done. So it's you know, we're, we're halfway there. We just need the the, the qualifying for the, uh, the Champions League to be kind of, uh, you know, embedded down. But anything else after that is a massive bonus. So, you know, if, if we can win the FA Cup, we can win 
the Europa League winner both, it'll just be, I'll just top it off. That'll be absolute like icing on the cake, but it'll be very, very tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It'd be very, very tough to do. Uh, You know, you know, squads can get injuries, as you know, and things like that. And the, the two really tough games, I mean, if I'm honest with you, I think United should be winning the Europa League. Uh, there's, yeah. you know, there's good good sides still left in it. Juventus are still there, but I don't think they're as, as good as they were a few years back. And it'd be great to get one over on, uh, you know, Pogba. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he'll play, mate. Sense. I don't think he's played yet, has he? Yeah, yeah, it'd just be great to say. Yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, But Seville, masters of the Europa League, aren't they? How many times yeah. have they won it? And we played them a few years ago in, in the semis and he put us out so yeah it, it'd be really difficult and then going back to the FA Cup City are just obviously a nemesis and they've got a fantastic record in the FA Cup over the last few years so I think we're going to need a lot of luck to win it as well as we have got quality in there as you know but a bit of luck's going to have to come with it so it'll be tough but for me Getting in that Champions League now is the, is the, the one and then we've already won a trophy if you can say that at the end of the season I'll, I'll be you know, it's a, it's a great season for us. Anything else is an absolute bonus. Yeah, it is. It's it's a it's a good season when you look at it and you go, well, if you can walk away with three trophies and a European and a Champions League qualification, which as you said earlier in the pod, that you know, if someone had said to you where you someone said you're going to be where you are last year, you'd have, you know, you'd have thought you were on Kukuland as one of your legends. Say, um, I just think. I don't know. I, I just think Man United. They seem. It just seems like they're trying. They're sort of coming back now. I grew up with Man United winning everything, thankfully, and it wasn't them. But for me, they'll always be this humongous football club. But do you think it's sort of going back that way, or it's stale? Do you know what I mean? What I say? You've got City who just run. They've just gone, haven't they? Now and Man United are trying to close that gap. Do you think the gap's getting closer, closer now, or do you think it's still sort of staying, stayed quite far away? Yeah, I think you've got to be careful that we don't get drawn into kind of a kind of false sense of security with this. Like, uh, don't get me wrong, I personally believe the gap's still quite big between us and City, but we, you know, I think we are closing it slightly. Uh, Tenag is is the main reason that I think he's been a breath of fresh air to United and the way he is, the way he conducts himself. You, you go to United now and there is, he is bringing the feel-good factor back and I think the, the one is turning Old Trafford back into a fortress again, which is it's not been for a number of years. So there, there is, you know, we are moving in the right direction. Still think we're, you know, we've got a lot to close the gap on Man City. We've got just, you know, the, the you know, the churning trophies out year after year. They've got the back in, etc. So, but, yeah, I think it's if it carries on this way, it's really positive signs. I think we are going in the right direction, but I yeah. just think like been there so many times, and United fans will tell you this: it's not getting uh, drawn into a false sense of security uh, because it can easily just switch like that, and we've seen it so many times. Yeah, uh, I think this happened a few years back under Mourinho. Uh, you know, he he, he managed to win the, the League Cup, Europa League, in the same season. Uh, and everyone was like, yeah, we're on our way back here. And we finished second. And, and then the next minute, it just completely switched. But, yeah, I think Tenag's a little bit different. Well, definitely different in terms of his managerial style. And a lot of this season is down to him. He's really bringing the feel good. So, you, yeah, 
slightly closing the gap, but this is still a good way to go. No illusions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the Qatar, as you were saying before about the owners, I think if they were to come in, that gap gets a little bit closer just by them being there. Because, um, listen, Man City, are, uh, they're not a big football club historically. They are now commercially, but not historically. Um, there's always that debate of what makes a big club. And But if Manchester United were to get the sort of money that City have had, I think we all best just go home, pack our bags, and just go, yeah, it'll be like Celtic every year. Here you go. <laughs> Uh, now, listen, that's not obviously the case because football's football and it's the maddest game in the world. But if Man United can do what they're doing now with you know the, the owners in turmoil, the fans wanting them out, sort of a divided fan base, but they're still turning out trophies, going for Champions League, I just worry for the rest of us if you find, if Man United find harmony and money. <laughs> I just think... If they get it right. If they yeah. get it right, the power they've already got anyway, I just think it'll be... Not disastrous for it'd be disastrous for us, but not for yous. Um yeah, would agree there, mate. Yeah. So I know listen, for all the listeners out there, Neil um actually does live in Liverpool, don't you, mate? So you've had to sort of, <laughs> you've had to sort of get listen to them for the last few years, as well as me as well as us. Um I know you've got a bit of close connections with our side of it, our side of the city. So I'll I'll just get your thoughts on 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 Everton, mate. What you know from an outsider, you're looking in, and doesn't look good from outside, does it? Certainly doesn't look good when you're in it. But no, no. So yeah, so just going back to yeah, I'll start from yeah, what you were saying, Jamie. I live in Liverpool, and I have done for the last fifteen years now. Uh, maybe say I'm a bit of an adopted scouser, even though yeah, Man United <laughs> fans probably won't like that. Uh, yeah, so marrying marrying a scouse girl. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to this neck of the woods and I don't live far from, from Goodison. So I see, to be honest, mate, I see day by day what what the whatever it means around here in this community to, to, to people. They're, they're a massive club for, for people outside the city who probably don't see that. And uh, I just, it, it is a shame to see them where they are. Uh, and I'm saying that genuinely as a Man United fan. Uh, they've had a tough season, but I watched them the last few games and uh, under Dice, and you can see they started to to really fight them players again for him. I think he's he's definitely brought a, a, a positive change around in your mentality. I just think maybe that you just that lack of quality you've got, and especially uh, up front, is is impacting you. And I think it'd be really touch and go this season. Uh, but I do think he can keep you up and. It would be it'd be great for kind of the local area if you if you do drop. I think it would be just be disastrous for Everton. Uh, yeah. it, you know, be be really tough. I mean, how many years have they done that? Never been down, years. have you? No, no, seventy five. So yeah, yeah. yeah. so it'll just be it. Would, yeah, yeah. I know it, how much it means living locally, and some of the fantastic things that the the club do do locally in the community. I, I yeah. kind of see it firsthand living around there. So. Yeah, I've got, got a little bit of a soft spot for them. <laughs> you know, well, you've got... Well, gloves off, though, on Saturday, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I've got a soft spot. <laughs> well, yeah, it just shows you, you know, listen, um, you're a Man United fan, and you know, are thinking, you know, born and bred Man United, and you always will be. There's no change in that. But 
you've got a, a, a lad and he's a blue. You know, he, he's yeah. I know he's scouts, but people always tend to follow the fathers, and there was no follow. There was no him following you, was there? This time? No, I'm really struggling there. I mean, I think he's. I have. I have tried to take him to a few United games, and he's wrote me into going to Everton with him. Uh, mainly because he's only nine, so he can't go on his own. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I've got yeah, a bit like the family I'm married into, adopted family now, are <laughs> primarily blues. So I'm really struggling with the influence to get on the United side. And plus, he keeps saying to me that uh, if he's a United fan in his school, he'll either be he'll go one or two ways. He'll either be bullied or he'll be cock of the class because <laughs> <laughs> he'll be fighting all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I see what it means to him as well. You know, he's, we've had tears and tantrums this season after some of the games. Uh, so I'm having to put up with that and, and you know, gee him up after every every 90 minutes he watches a game. Oh, so, terrible, uh, terrible. <laughs> I know. So, but, uh, you know, gloves off Saturday, mate. It's, uh, you know, uh, you know, although got a little bit of a soft spot, it's a must win for us as much as it is for you guys. Oh yeah, there's no so, allegiance. There's no allegiance. like no, no, there's not. It's it's uh, yeah, it is. But yeah, and I think we, you know, I think as clubs, United and Everton, we both share one massive uh, affinity to each other, don't we? And I hate it in Liverpool. So oh, that's, speak, yeah, so, that is something, yeah, isn't it? There's, there's yeah. always a bit of a bond there, no matter how it's gone. Yeah, that is. I think it's the enemy of any, the enemy of my enemies. Always a friend or something like that. Round, but I think that's to say something like that. I don't know, but I think Everton and Man United have always sort of shared a mutual hatred, one a mutual hatred of Liverpool, and just hope to God that they don't do well. I think I remember celebrating the uh, McKay goal against Fulham. Like Everton had just won something. <laughs> uh, Villa, sorry, he scored against Villa. Yeah, yeah that. that was sort of the uh, the one that won yeah. the title. Honestly. Yeah. Over the last few years, we've sort of switched the legions to City because it's them stopping them winning stuff. But I think when Man United carry uh, start stopping Liverpool winning things again, we'll uh, all secretly want Man United to do well. No one will ever <laughs> tell you that, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> well, we've had we've had a good spell, haven't we, for the last few years? So it's been tough to take, and especially as yeah, a totally fan of Liverpool, I've honestly I've took some stick in the last. Five or six years since Klopp's been there, and uh, it, it has been been tough at times. So yeah, yeah it's uh, be nice to see it switch around at some point. But yeah, as I went as I said before, it's all about cycles, isn't it? So maybe maybe ours will be will be coming again soon. And yeah, hopefully There's the Blues will the, the Blues will uh, will sort it out this season, and they'll, they'll be back. They'll be back next year. I hope so, mate. I hope so. I hope uh, we're having this conversation next year, and we're both going for the. Europe places or whatever. I'm not getting ahead of myself, but you know, I just want to be in the league next season. I just need to finish eleventh, tenth. I don't care. I'd have took your hand off, I'd bit your hand off for fifteenth at the beginning of the year. So that's still a possibility. Listen, as you said before, the, tight, the table down there is so tight. You could finish thirteenth. You could finish bottom. Uh, so there's no predictions. I'm not going to tell you to predict to go down because. It's impossible. It genuinely is impossible. They all beat each other. We all, someone will go like, we we beat Leeds and then Bournemouth went and beat Chelsea and Southampton got a draw. I think it was used and it was just like, give us a break. You know, come on, we've just picked three points up. I think the best one I've seen, to just to put it to people how close it is, 
was Bournemouth beat Liverpool at Liverpool at Bournemouth and still finished the day lower and, and than they did when they started it because of the way it worked. They finished like they finished the weekend nineteenth, but they beat Liverpool at home, and it was like this is just mad. So I won't get you to predict. Obviously, who's going to go down? But you think Everton will be one of them? Do you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, it's hard to say, but as you see, looking at the teams, and I, I think he will stay up. I think he will. I just, uh, I seen enough the other night when they played Spurs to think, you know, don't get me wrong, they didn't play great for the first 45 minutes, did they? And then when you went down to 10 men, I was really worried for you. I thought, God, it's the same old yeah. story. And then, but there was something within in that team, a spirit and a desire that you haven't had all season, really. And you were the better side for the last 20 minutes with 10 men. And you thought, you know, if you can keep that going, that desire, that spirit, then there's no reason why they can't stay up. Uh, as I say, it's just the only the only thing that worries me about you is where your goals are going to come from. I mean, that you know, Keane's goal the other day was an absolute worldie, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah. He, he's not going to score them every week, is he? To, to be fair, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like where where the goals going to come from? But there, there generally is enough in there, I think, to stay up. I've seen there is worse teams in the Premier League than than, than Everton, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. But it's just yeah, it's just. You know, how many games are left? Eight, nine, did you say? We've got nine Eight now. Games? Yeah. What's your running like? Not too bad. Um I know we obviously we play use at the our old Trafford tomorrow, which I know we'll, we'll get on to in a minute, but it's one of them games, isn't it? You think oh, that's a bit of a tough one. So you're not right it off, but you go, Well, we can move on from it. And then we play Fulham at home, uh Palace away, Newcastle at home. Leicester away, Brighton away, City at home, um, Wolves away, and Bournemouth at home. So you know, out from use, we really play Newcastle at home, which I'd fully expect us to beat them, just purely because it's a night game. And I don't know, I'd love, to, I just think we should beat them. And then City are the only, and Brighton are the only two, three teams that are above us. All the others are like Bournemouth, Wolves. Uh, Leicester, Palace, Fulham. So, I think you need four. I I said we need three wins and a draw to keep us up. I, I can see that coming from there. Yeah, I think maybe something like it's 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 a bit of a unique season. This isn't it? Maybe something like thirty five points will keep a team up, which is bizarre, really, mm-hmm. uh, considering you know uh, points tallies and things. I've I've never seen never seen a, a kind of relegation battle like it. I don't think in. Uh-huh. In the Premier League, yeah, certainly it's just so tight down there. Anyone could drop, but it, you're right, mate. If you put a if you put a couple of wins together, you know, then you, you're back up there and you're in the mix, yeah. aren't you? I mean, bizarrely, you could end up finishing what about twelfth or something like that. Bad, you it? could be having this conversation in, in six weeks' time, going, "Yeah, we're twelfth. <laughs> what yeah. were we worrying about?" So you just got to stay positive with things, haven't you? I'd be so uh, fairly over if we were twelfth, mate, and we were safe. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's uh yeah. So uh yeah, it's got it's gonna be tight, but no, I can I can see you staying up. I just think it, you know, there has definitely been a shift when you watch Everton play. There's there's a lot of spirit and a lot of you know, uh there's been a lot of hard work. Uh, yeah. you know, you can see in them players that obviously Dice, whatever he's doing there, is kind of rubbing off at the moment. So what speaking of Dice and the shift in that and stuff, I know we play you tomorrow at half twelve and 
are you worried? Not I wouldn't listen. You're not. No football teams ever worry going into a match. But what what worries you about Everton? Is it you know set pieces? Is it what what would you think? Yeah. That's how they're gonna if they're gonna beat us. That's how it is. Yeah, I just think that. Yeah, I think the way United are playing at the moment, uh, nothing's kind of a given. Three points where. You know, I, I keep alluding to it, but we lost a couple of key midfielders and they're, they're out tomorrow. Uh, I just think that Everton, yeah, they could really get, get in the mix against them and, you know, kind of heart, battle, spirit and, and put United out of the rhythm. Uh, we, I think games between United and Everton historically, especially over the last few years, have been pretty tight and the FA Cup one. The season was, ended up being pretty tight as well. And that's yeah. when we were... We were flying so sometimes again the form book can go out the window in these type of games it's you know it's still a derby at the end of the day isn't it yeah yeah uh, 35 35 miles from each other and stuff so uh but yeah set pieces yeah spot on we're not we're not the the tallest of sides uh at the back uh you know the likes of martinez even though he's been absolutely fantastic you know he's he's not the tallest is he uh and yeah, so set pieces are definitely a danger. And I just think, you know, a dice team typically will go there. He knows how to play, doesn't he? He'll wind yeah. the opposition up. He'll waste time when he can. He, you know, he's been there hundreds of times and done it. Do you know what I mean? He knows how to play in these games. So there's always that danger that, uh, you know, you can knock, knock us out of our rhythm and, you know, maybe even sneak a result. It's, you know, I'm not... I'm not 100% confident for tomorrow. Definitely not. You know, no. no, no. Honestly, I just think that, you know, it's going to be a tough game for United. They're going to need to be, uh, they're going to need to be at it to beat you. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just think, like, we went, the last time we obviously had, we had just in the FA Cup, it was under uh, Lampard. I just think it'd be total different Man United. I think it'd be total different Everton, sorry. I think if Ten Hag's looking at that game going on, well, this is how we beat them last time. I think he's in for a shock because we're not the same team. Um, as you said before, going down to ten men, and not only going down to ten men, but giving a penalty away, going back, going down one nil. Ask any of Etonian under Lampard that goes to four and five, and you'll probably know that yourself. But he is that sort of resilience of well, we're not out of this. This is only one, um, and obviously it takes a worldy from Michael Keane, but we still had chances. We were still. Sort of knocking on the door. It wasn't a case of, you know, Michael Keynes wasn't a counter attack. Tottenham were sort of in their own half, and um, I think that's what we've had in the last few, few weeks. Chelsea, you know, Chelsea going two one again to a penalty, and us we could have quite easily have gone oh, here we go again, losing again in the game, but they didn't. You no know, dice threw all the sims on and was like, go on, kid, go and make a name for yourself, and the lad did. So I think that you're right in what you're saying. That resilience is. Definitely an Everton. I just think we're missing that tiny little bit of quality, which I think will come. And I, don't, I think we'll be all right. Tomorrow, I'm not confident because it's... Listen, you're going to Manchester United away. It's, you know, it's a huge scalp. I think Oviedo was the last time we beat you there under uh, Roberto Martinez. So, no one's going there full of confidence that we're going to win. But you just don't know. Football's football. You do. I think Everton are... The way they're playing are very direct on the dice, but they can mix it up a little bit. I mean, you've seen it the other day against Spurs, and uh, 
it will be a tough game for United tomorrow. You, yeah. And I think the key thing is it's always tough when a, a, an opposition team's battling against relegation at this this time of the season to stay up. And, you know, we've both got different uh, priorities, haven't we, for the season? It, it, so, yeah, I think it'll be, a, it'll be a tight game tomorrow. Maybe, you know, maybe some United fans will, will disagree with me. I think it'll be, be really tight tomorrow. It'll be a, it'll be a tough game. Well, well, we'll we'll go from that then. So, I'll ask you the dreaded question: What's your prediction? I'm gonna go for United just by the odd goal, maybe a, a one nil or a two one. I don't think it'd be a high scoring game, and I'll probably probably let to do this comment on all night tomorrow at three o'clock. We'll see the result, and I'll be like, "Well, oh, what did I say that for?" But yeah, I think it's just United. I think it'll be really tight. To be fair, I think uh, United are gonna have to be patient. Uh, to break Everton down, I think you'll be, you know, as you say, that resilience is the key, the key thing, isn't it? And uh, I think we're just going to have to be patient, try and break you down, uh, yeah. you know, and then be careful, you know, we don't get kind of lose that midfield battle uh, physically, you know, Everton, are, you know, the strong side that way, aren't they? So it'll be, be, be very tough for us tomorrow. But yeah, odd goal I'm going for, and a United oh. way. <laughs> well, well we'll just finish with a little quick game that we've uh, sort of established and it's called uh, Keep Bench or Sell and I'm just going to yeah. name a few Man United players and I want your honest opinion whether you'd sell them you'd keep them or you'd just put them on the bench uh, so we'll start yeah. with David De Gaia Keep Harry, Harry Maguire Sell Raphael Varane Keep. Bruno Fernandes. Keep. Weggerst. <laughs> Self. Self. Oh, get get rid of him off loan. You know, I, I think I alluded to it before. I, the guy's spirit is, is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. He's, you know, you can't fault him. He tries really hard, but he's he's not United quality. No. Uh, you know, he was kind of, we needed to bring someone in quickly. And we did. And fair dues to him, you know he's he's got he's got a good move to us, and it'll raise his profile a little bit. But in terms of quality, like you know, he's he's just no way. So he's <laughs> a he's a, a sell loan. Yeah, sell loan bin. Yeah, yeah. sell loan bin. <laughs> Jaden Sancho. Uh, I would actually keep him. Uh, potentially bench, <laughs> but you and, and flipping back to that, you, you need to play the lad. I think that he's had his, his problems off the pitch and stuff, and I don't. I think he commanded a huge transfer fee, as did Maguire, as did Anthony, and everyone. And you know, he has flashes of absolute brilliance, and other times you think, you know, where is he on the pitch? He goes missing. I think that Tenag, if, if he gives him, uh, you know, a, a couple of years to work with him, yeah, I think he could potentially bring the best out of him. And I definitely keep him. I definitely keep him. Well, Anthony. Anthony, yeah, again, uh, you know, got a lot of keeps here. So you'd think our team are amazing, wouldn't you? But again, similar. Yeah, I, I think I, he needs to work on that right foot. Honest to God. It's, you know, <laughs> he's constantly cutting in. Teams are on him. But to be fair to him, he's had some brilliant games. When he's on fire, he's on fire. Uh, I think he just he's another player that just needs to kind of uh, establish himself and get more experience in the Premier League. Uh, you know, I think he's done enough to say keep over his first nine, ten months at United, albeit he has commanded an absolutely ridiculous transfer fee. 
Yeah. That, you know, it's not his fault, is it? Is a lot of the players. Oh, no. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I do like him. I do like him. He gets stuck in as well. But, uh, and sometimes he does need to cut all that uh, showboating out like, uh, <laughs> you know, if if we if we flipped it back to like the late nineties, mid nineties, then he'd be he'd be smashed into Rose Ed, wouldn't he, by someone. Yeah. <laughs> Every she game. Was. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> the last two is um Scott McTominay. I'd sell McTominay. That's honestly I like I think he's you know still relatively young, he's in mid twenties. Uh I just think I don't know. He's, he's, I don't think he's, he's, he's United quality. He's like, he's not the worst player we've ever had, but I think if we're going to close that gap and progress and start bringing, you know, real top quality players in, I, I think we need to ship McTominay out, to be fair. Uh, he's kind of part of that, the, the, the previous regime under, under Oli uh, and the, him and the Fred combination and stuff. It's been tried and tested so many times and, you look at the impact now United have when he doesn't play, when Casemiro and Eriksen play, it's a total different ball game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd probably sell him, and I think he'd go on to have a good career at somewhere else, to be fair. I don't think he's particularly a bad player. I just don't think... I think his time's up at United. Eriksen Hag. Oh, without a, without an absolute... <laughs> you had to he's staying. <laughs> he's absolutely staying, like, he's arse. He's yeah. uh, bald his best. <laughs> bald his best. And the last one, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, Joel Glazer. Oh, God, yeah. Definitely turfed into the bin. Definitely <laughs> turfed. <laughs> into the turfed bin. into the bin. That's it. Yeah, he can go. <laughs> He's not even getting sold. He's just on. Yeah. I thought you were going to mention Harry Maguire, actually. So I, had that, I did. I had Harry Maguire. Down. Oh, did you mention, did I say Harry Maguire? Yeah, you said yes. sell. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think Maguire had... Uh, I think Maguire selling again. <sighs> Massive transfer fee, not his fault. You know, I just think he's he's too slow when he brings the ball out. He just he just impacts the whole kind of pattern of the game. He just he feels like he needs to be quicker yeah, uh, when when he's bringing that ball out of defence. But he's another player. I think he's not particularly bad. I just think he he'd go on to another club and have a really good career. I just I think can probably tell you who his time. next club is. Who do you think? Go on us. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think you'd uh, you pay no? I think United would still want a good, a good at least half of what they paid for him. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? and I can tell you now, under our regime, under this regime, they'd pay it because he'd give it the all. I was Man United captain, play for England, and Bill, yeah. Bill and his mate to go. Oh, he's fantastic, this lad. He's a really nice lad. Let's buy him. Not like looking at the fact that no, everyone thinks he's absolute rubbish. He'd just be. That's by him. He's boss, and the, Man United never have always sort of well used have always sort of let your crap go on to us anyway. So <laughs> why, why carry it on? I mean, I can go through it. Tom Cleverly, uh, Darren Gibson, Tim Howard, uh, Phil Did, Neville, Louis Saha, John O. Is a lad called is it John O'Kane or a few a good few years? You might not remember him in, in the nineties. I think he ended up at you guys as well for us and. He was an absolute flop for you. Yeah. The only one we got that was any good was Kinshelskis, so I think we're still waiting for another one. Yeah, Kinshelskis was a great player, wasn't he? He was really good. Yeah, he, he, yeah, you, you landed a diamond there in that one. Yeah. Tim Howard as well did well, didn't he? When he Tim Howard yeah. did well. It was just a, you know, when you've got Darren Gibson and Tom Cleverley and stuff like Phil that. Neville bit, well. yeah, Phil, Phil Neville did well. Phil Neville did well. Phil Neville's a good sign, and so... 
It can't he work. Was. It was just uh, Louis Saha, I thought, did well as well. Oh, he was a great sight for Saha. Yeah, he was. Just apart from his injuries, unfortunately, that he used to get. If he could have stayed fit, that, that fella, he would have yeah. been there. Brilliant. He was a really good player. But yeah. um, so that's it, mate. Thanks very much for joining me today. I'm, uh, Problem, mate. Anytime. And hopefully that uh, tomorrow... You sat there with your head in your hands at three o'clock thinking, how have we just been beat by them? Yeah, spoiled the Easter weekend, mate. Uh, but yeah, hopefully not like from my perspective. But yeah, uh, yeah, just uh, best of luck tomorrow, mate, in a sporting sense. And thanks, uh, thanks for inviting me on, Jamie. Much appreciated, mate. No worries. Thanks for joining me. I'm no going to say up the toffees and you're not getting the chance to say, up, up, come on, United. <laughs> it's your podcast mate so credit <laughs> so thanks very much for joining me mate up the toffees Sports Social Podcast Network